bam, we're live. Oh, it looks like it's a good connection. What's up, everyone? Good morning. Oh, it's not a good connection. How do I look, guys? How's it look? Choppy? Good. Augustus, good morning. Ernie, good morning. Not a taxidermy deer. Good morning. Uh, Greg, I kind of see you trying to get in, but it says not connected. That's weird. Maybe you have an ass connection too. Good morning. Everyone can hear me? Looks good. Awesome. Thank you, Ernie. No burpees for you today. Rambler, what's up? Hey. Uh, no, uh, taxidermy, you were not first. You were second. Greg, you're in. That's it. Hey, is it easy to get in? What yeah. So far. Uh -oh. The links I send you don't work? You know, it could have been my computer. How are we? Good. Okay. good Do I look good? Can you hear me good? I'm at, I'm at hotel yeah. um hotel Wi-Fi. Sounds pretty good so far. Uh, guys, those of you who are in the Phoenix area this weekend, there's a Legends event, and Travis from Vindicate will be there. Uh, please go over there and support his booth. Also, um, uh, Paulina will be there from coffee uh, paper street coffee also served coffee i believe at uh one of the bsi events they're a sponsor of the show everyone knows gabe is great uh big uh greg glassman fan so they are all in phoenix this weekend for the masters i think it's called the legends event and i think it starts tomorrow and um maybe if i get um if i'm if i'm capable i want to go by there and swing by and say hi too I can probably get you tickets. You're home. Somebody else doesn't have an, have an in for you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. You know a guy? Yeah, I do. Do you know that? Are you friends with the people who throw that event? You know them? Um, I'm friends with the people that organize the uh, the big golf event in town. Their name. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, no. This is a CrossFit event. Oh, oh. When I say oh, Masters Legends, I thought, but I, I do think that the people some who kind threw of this PGA event. I, oh, no, no, no. Some CrossFit okay. bullshit. Um, but uh, I, I do think, if I recall, that the guy who puts on this event asked me if I, if I could get you to come there. Anyway. Somewhat, yeah, that'd be cool, right? Hey, are you missing your truck? Yeah, fucking missing it. I got conned on that one. Yeah. Mom was going to drive hey, back tell with me and didn't. She was going to fly out with me to go get it and then didn't. I get it. I mean, it's a pain in the ass, but I wish it were here. It's a long drive, right? 15 hours from uh, between 12, Santa Cruz. Just 12. A okay. dozen. Yeah. Okay. And that's stopping to eat some shit and gas up every 300 miles or whatever it is. Because the truck gets a fabulous 6.3 miles per gallon? <laughs> I, I, I'm not advertising its mileage. No. Uh, Jamie Latimer, I will be there, uh, Sevi. Okay, cool. Awesome. Okay, I'll, 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 I will really make an effort to come by and hang out with you guys, have a cup of coffee, cheer on some old people. Oh, well, look, Cave Dastro. Look, it, uh, it, it starts tomorrow. And it'll be going for three days. Uh, this guy, Cave Dastro, very similar to our friend Dave Castro. 
uh, he will deliver it for you, Greg. Very kind of It you. might come to that. It might come to that. I enjoy I honestly the drive can't. is the thing, which is ridiculous. But um, there uh, it is. Uh, Thades Bell, Greg, will you share? It's 1G, by the way. Will you share some of your friend times? What a good dude. Good dude. You know, I've done I've done in the three-minute space, but you got to understand this. I mean, it was, I think I had the world record for friend for 25 years. So Fair enough. And were you the only guy who did it for 25 years? Yeah, the unsuspecting client, you know. But, <laughs> right. but uh, it wasn't until we got into the Greg Amundsen space that people took this thing more serious than, you know, than everyone was accustomed to. And, and you're, you're, and that's not fair. Mike Bender, too. Mike Bender, you know, when he was doing the toughest cop alive competitions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, that was a crazy machine. It was a guy at 215 pounds could do 50 dead hang pull ups. Dead hang. Like you have to be touched by the guy? judge. No, no, a cop. No. Mm. Mike did Frida Craig Coley. Oh, oh. Yeah, wow. Mike Bender. Yeah, he won wow. the toughest cup alive like several years in a row, maybe five years in a row. Wow! Wow! You didn't know that? Uh, I, 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 I probably did know that. I just never put it together because whenever I would see him, I, I just didn't make the connection. I had, I, I had, I had a dozen years of winning the top toughest cup alive in the gym on days that I would have, and it happened. Mike Bender, Greg Amundsen, Phil Mancini, and Jason Hare. The four of them had been, I mean, th those were like, those were the, the stars of the stars. And that was, was first the toughest cop alive, then toughest competitor alive to open up the environment. And it didn't matter. The same guys were like Jason Hare, Phil Mancini, Greg Amundsen, and Mike Bender. Legends in that, in that space. Um, uh, Dave, is, is that a deflection from the question? What my friend time is? No, not at all. It, yeah, everything it was as good as theirs. Uh, Greg, what's your fitness like these days? Before you answer that, I, I do think that I, I may have been there in Hawaii with you when you hung some. Did you did you hang rings from a tree in Hawaii and do a muscle up and your shoulder went honky wonkers? Back lever, back and, lever, and suffered an enormous shoulder mishap, and it was the thing was sub my maximum strength, and nothing moved for me forever. And uh, but the crazy noise and the abrupt pain, and I dropped from the rings, and I did a muscle up after that just to prove to myself that whatever was wrong, it wasn't too wrong. No, the, um, I, I, I don't know I've what the test showed, but that's that's what that was. And I've known you, I think, for almost uh, more than 15 years. And the only time that I've ever heard of you going to a doctor was at one point your shoulder was hurting you so bad. We went to L.A. Sorry about uh, breaking your HIPAA. And you visited an orthopedic surgeon. And that was just because it was interfering with your sleep so bad, right? Is that Am I remembering that right? Yeah, and these guys were like where the Tommy John surgery came from, and we had connections. And there was a, a doctor there that was a CrossFit nut. 
but you never got the surgery, right? You started going down the pipeline and then you're like, ah, no, thank you. Right. Right. And it wasn't that I needed the Tommy John surgery. It's just that this Job Curland uh, orthopedic sports medicine clinic is world renowned. And uh, thought I'd have him take a look. And um, I, I don't know why this is so interesting to people, but fuck it if it is, it is. And when you go, um, uh, you you have swimming pools at your residences. Uh, you're a, a, almost a daily swimmer. But when you go out um, on these sailboats, you're in the water every day. Every with day. the fish. Dude, we, it's it's getting the water dry off. Pull up the anchor, go to another spot, jump in the water. Dry off, eat, pull up the anchor, go to another spot. It's that all day long. There's really nothing else to do. You snorkel? Yeah. But I'm I'm kind of gone from the scuba dude and actually had qualifications for scuba instructor and went from scuba guy as a young man to avid snorkeler. And now it's like, give me the goggles and I'm pretty good even. In terms of what I want to get out of the, the water experience. How hey, old are you mass, uh, 67. Mass fins and snorkel take up a shit ton of space in a bag. Mm. It almost pushes you into this. I don't know. It's maybe not for everyone, but it, it, could, easily be, it could easily be a quarter of everything I would bring. Guys, um, also one one more thing. Since you want to take a peek into uh, Greg Glassman's, uh, how much he moves. He this guy has three fucking little kid, four. Sorry, four little kids. It is nonstop action. He's a hands on dad. It is yeah, they're, fucking nuts. They're under us right now. I mean, this is uh, <laughs> we, this is an in service day for them in school. Otherwise, they'd be hang, haranguing them right now. And by the way, I've got a, I got a parenting offering for everyone, especially you homeschoolers, diagramming sentences. Um, mm. I knew grammar and came about it the hard way, it seems to me. Uh, and I guess that's resistant to it, but eventually learned it and learned it, learned it well. And so I picked up diagramming literally overnight. Like, oh, fuck, this is easy. This is fun. And I'm driving the kids nuts with it. But it did this. It uh, it transformed to a more accessible and relatable form everything I knew about grammar. It was kind of like being a musician and not having known how to read music and then coming across that skill. A blind guy, a blind guy, see learning the alphabet. I don't know what the fuck. I like. I don't. I don't have analogies for you, but it's it's really interesting. For you to, personally, you're saying. For me personally, even for a guy yeah. who knew the grammar, I recognize now that I went at it the hard way, in part because uh, diagramming is a method of teaching grammar, and and an absolutely brilliant one. And to have lost that in the school system is fucking nuts. And you can go to YouTube and pick up just the bonehead version, one for kids, five minute video on and diagramming, and anyone can walk anyone or a group of people through it. And then look at what comes next. It's just, it really is that simple. It's crazy elegant, it's powerful, and it has kids thinking about things that 
seem and feel obvious, and yet here it is. They're trying to make a decision as to what that word's modifying, this one or that one. You know, it's cool. It's important. Uh, Cave Dastro, um, Greg, what's more important, Fran time or hog size? Yeah, jeez. Got to have some of both. Uh, Frogata, Frogat, 24. Hey, Greg, passed my L1 last week. Congrats, dude. Uh, shadowing my box owner, but he can only have me coach as and when. He can only have me coach as and when. This is this how most coaches start any other ways into coaching? I, I think basically he's asking, Hey, I'm shadowing. I took my L one and I'm shadowing now. Is this the only way uh, to start? Dude, you could just open you. I took, I took my L one and, and I, I've been doing CrossFit at the park every single day and people just started jumping in. And those are the people I started coaching. And I did that every day for a couple of years, lugged all my shit in the back of my truck to the park in Berkeley. But, but do you have any issues with shadowing coaches, Greg? You like that as, no, a, as a method? No. no. You like no. that? Yeah, I mean, what's the standard thing? You hang with someone and get a job, build some clients, and then split. Eviscerate a good chunk of the business and go down the road a mile. I think that's the complaint of the model. Right? I mean, isn't that the what? Isn't that kind of both sides of the story? A guy claiming he raised someone up from nothing, and then they, and then he left. Yeah. yeah we, we investigated a lot of those. It was just forced to. Here's the facts. Look, look, talk to this guy, talk to that guy. And you would. And and you'd found out that someone was trying to um, sell $60 an hour training by paying the trainer $20 an hour and keeping 40 And the customer was paying 60 And And the worst of the ripoffs was when the guy was actually good enough to be worth the 60 and you're paying him 20. So of course he goes down the fucking street, you know? But I knew I was, at, we had birthday with, with uh, Greg Amundsen at the, uh, at the uh, Silver Spur one morning. And Linda, who's since passed away, the owner there asked him what he wanted to be when he grew up. And he laughed and said, he'd just like to do law enforcement someday own a gym. And I'm like, own a gym, motherfucker. We'll go back to right now, and I'll write, I'll sign the thing over to you. You can own it. <laughs> it's like, that ain't shit owning the gym. <laughs> the business is is taking care of people. If you listen very carefully, you will hear construction trucks driving backwards. Should I shut the door? No, not at all. It's so faint. It's nice. I like it even. Okay. Um, Anthony uh uh more Martorano, Martorano. Ant, Ant, Tony. Hey Tony. Uh good morning coach. Uh my question is with the rampant spread of bad science. Where would be a best place to find the stats to support a co a post-COVID rendition of your five buckets of death lecture? Yeah, I would I would root out the story and sources that are in. Hold the book up, Seth. Oh, you don't uh, have I, it there. I don't have it with me. But but also, Greg, Jay Cooey and RFK have just come out with a new book called The Wuhan. I'm going to have Jay back on. Go to Jay Cooey's Rumble page, and you can get all sorts of stats on that. Uh, uh, and you're talking about the book by Dowd, Greg? 
Yeah. Sorry, I'll have two monitors tomorrow. Dowd. Um, uh, I've got the book downstairs. I just don't want to go off camera and go fetch it. No, it's called Sud. Is it Sudden Death? It is. Or... Dowd's uh, cause. It's called Cause Unknown: The Epidemic uh, of close. Sudden Death. Cause Unknown: The Epidemic of Sudden Deaths. And that thing is QR coded back to newspaper accounts that can take you to studies. I mean, there's as much there as you can want to see. But the basic idea is this, is that the actuaries working for the large insurance companies have seen an increase in death that with the COVID deaths filtered out, um, there's still a problem of, of enormous magnitude. And, and that is uh, 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 sudden deaths. And they're vaccine-related. But it's, it's worth looking at. The insurance companies know the truth is the bottom line. And that's pretty cool. I think. He's a numbers guy. Will you go into that? Why do the insurance companies know the truth? I know it's obvious to you, but will you tell us? Why do the insurance companies know the truth more than anybody else? Why is the truth so important to them? as opposed to uh, Pfizer or Moderna or anyone else? For life or death, for profit, and I mean life or death of the company, for their profit, they depend on a science where the predictive strength of the, of the model governs the day, is the determinant of validation. And man, they've got their dicks on the line, their money on the line, they're just they're just straight up numbers guys and and uh hey look at this oh dang someone listens to the just show like that. <laughs> yeah. cause unknown um where was i hey does she just live in that closet and anytime you say something she opens up she comes out of the closet and hands you something anything you need i had that i had that door put in there <laughs> that's awesome yeah, it's cool. Some hot chick hands you a book. Um, yep. you're but you're basically saying it's a gambling game, and they're st- and they want to make sure that they're always winning. They're the fucking house, right? It's like you go no. Eventually, if you play enough hands of blackjack, that the house is going to take your money. It's a gambling game. Not I don't mean that with any implication or or insinuation that's bad, but they're going to take your people's money and and offer them health insurance based on the fact they that need they it. make money. Yeah, they need a they need a clean and sober view as to the risk, and that's called actuarial science. Okay, is that uh, true? And, and, Did you make that up? Is it, is it called actuarial science? That's a you know that's what it is. That's what it is. You okay. can go to get a bachelor of science in applied mathematics and take the actuarial exam, and you're off to the races. And okay. uh, CrossFit has employed them before. We have friends in in the game. We looked at to to support the case that. Um, CrossFit was safe sport and safe fitness, and it had to be divided up, fitness and sport. We needed an actuary to look and investigate that, to report back and work with the insurance company, which was part of setting up the RRG. In fact, we went to them armed with that, that whether you saw it as a sport or as a, uh, uh, a fitness activity, it was exceedingly safe in comparison with, with other things. And the actuaries had that. But uh, but 
in that game, what you have to do is you you want a fine understanding of the of the risk without any kind of romanticism or bullshit or being swindled. Because what you want to do is rate against it enough to be profitable and yet still competitive in the industry because the industry is so competitive. And so a keener understanding of a risk manifests as you being able to raise or lower a premium to to effectively find profit in that in that risk and be competitive against others in the industry. You're looking over both shoulders, you know? And it's a, it's a fantastic thing. And we, knowing what we knew about the health space, had found people in the insurance industry keenly interested in what we were doing when they manifested on the scene in terms of the actuarial science. For instance, that was the story in with the uh, life insurer in uh, South Africa, the health insurance people. Someone said that there's that uh, it might have been Karen at the book or something put up. Uh, I'm not Karen, uh, Emily, or maybe it was Karen. Someone put up the Whistler talk. Yeah, yep, yep. It just went up this morning on the BSI event. Uh, we had a ten-year. Uh, 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 an event, a gathering in Whistler, Canada for affiliates that had crossed the 10 year mark. This was, uh, I don't know, five years ago, four years ago. And Greg gave a talk there and that talk, I don't think it's ever been made public and now it's available on the broken science. Um, that was an amazing talk. It, you know, I, it was, uh, probably related to where you were going to take this anyways, but, uh, it was good. I felt good about it. You know, it was a time when the games were exceedingly popular. And every time I went to any event, I had affiliates standing in line. And when I saw a face that I'd known to have been around for a long time, in the line, I could brace myself for them to tell me that this has no bearing on what goes on in their box. That fun as these games may be, it's unrelated to what they're about. Mm. And I know you were there mm -hmm. <laughs> and and bore some of my frustration that they didn't know that I knew that. that right. There was something there was a bigger picture to the story right. than the glad than the gladiators. And uh, right. you know. So and I and I got that across. But but the, at the time, here's I'm rambling. Um, You're I, not rambling. I was struggling for all of us that drew a salary and 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 were tasked with had the responsibility of leadership of the entire thing. Um, I, I was always very concerned for our relevancy. That is the value proposition that is affiliation. Just what the fuck are they getting? And it. it the concern I had for that prevented me from doing things like CrossFit fish oil and CrossFit jump ropes and and the rest. We left that space and opportunity open for people to apply their trade and claim, claim the best and have us look and consider it. And the rest was staying true to, to some kind of some kind of mission. The the um, 
when when you in that that ten year that event where you brought together the affiliates. Well, hold, before I go there, I want to circle back to that. Give me one second. I, let me say a couple funny. Let me close a couple things we have open here. Uh, get with the programming, Chase Ingram. Classic dude move. Shoulder explodes. Let's try another one just in case. Yeah, that, he is a he is a boy. Uh, do you um uh oh uh I'll come back to that taxidermy. Okay. Um. When you gathered these uh, tenure, so so basically the reason why this is apropos now is because uh, the affiliate fees went up to uh, $4,500 and the barrier of entry for the first time in in any real measure went up by now requiring a level two of all gyms uh, within a year. And I think basically you can still open a gym just with the level one, but then you have to get your level two within a year if I'm correct. And um, and then some of the the prices around like I got um, some notifications yesterday that affiliates around the world, many affiliates around the world had their prices actually lowered based on where they where they were. So if you were in some in, in Africa or something uh, where the economy is different than it is in North America, your rates were lowered. Those were all things that you had to deal with when you were there uh, raising affiliate fees. What should the barrier of entry should be and should prices be different for different um, countries? Before we get to that, why did you have a gathering of 10-year affiliates why was that important you do to gather that particular group why not just do an affiliate gathering what, what message did you have for them it, at the point you've kept your doors open 10 years you've seen some amazing amazing things it's not possible to to have been there so frequently at 5 a.m unlocked the doors and and plied that trade and not seen things that were fundamentally miraculous and so I could listen to you, the details of a type two diabetes reversal, a hundred pound loss, uh, blah, blah, blah. I'm not here to promote CrossFit, but the, the tales were, were reason for, for living. You know, we were giving life to people and, and to be able to make a good living in doing that, a, re a decent living doing that was an absolutely incredible thing. And you can't keep the doors open for 10 years and not, you know, all the people with excuses, all the bullshit, it's kind of hard to stay above water for 10 years without tapping into what really makes this thing miraculous. And that is the clean expression of the, of the stimulus and maintaining healthy relationships with people to monitor and, and encourage support. You're docent to their path to a better lifestyle. And, and the people do that do that found it rewarding in every sense of it, the word. Do you think those 10-year affiliates are more valuable to the ecosystem than, let's say, a, a, a one-year affiliate? Dude, and if so, they, why? They, so I had 800 people there, and I was just thinking this, and they kicked them off to $500 a month a year. Yeah, right. Every, yeah, every. So, I mean, from what I know, everyone's been kicked off the five hundred dollars a year. Is that four? Is that four hundred thousand a year in in fees? In in terms of what they were paying, uh, thirty five hundred times if there were eight hundred. No, there there were eight hundred people there. Yeah, and an yeah. increase of let's say three thousand dollars a pop for each. No, they math. were paying five hundred. Oh, oh, right. What what they were paying then? Yeah, five hundred times eight hundred. Yeah. Four, is that four hundred thousand? Yeah, four hundred thousand. Yeah, I would have rather paid them four hundred thousand with a net difference of eight hundred thousand than raise them. 
that's how important you think they are that that it's something like if you cross the 10 year mark all of a sudden we're going to start paying you to keep your doors open i've, I've seen why is that why, why is that why is that greg because they hold the they kind of hold the code they've cracked the code on how to be successful for 10 years how to like like what you said uh, uh keep the message yeah, nice. uh, clean and and be able to maintain relationships those two qualities are like the people that were in that room that day i talked to them about a clean bathroom and they roll their eyes like the fuck they they know that they know that like shut up greg we already know that they already know that they know that i in watching um you you see things in the experienced affiliate that and that you watch as an experienced trainer and you're encouraged and heartened to see that they know so you lose a 10-year affiliate and that's worse than losing 10 uh three-year affiliates Yeah, I mean, a year, year, year or two is like that. You just ran out of someone's money, right? No, we've seen that happen. Hey, there, there was a lot of tragedy in people doing these deals. Like, one guy's going to weld the gear, and the other guy's got credit for the lease, and then the third guy's going to do all the training, and they're equal partners. You know some of the principles involved in that. So the guy welds the gear and he's done. Like, wow, I got a lifetime membership. Now these motherfuckers work for me and I'm taking a third off the top. The guy that had the credit to get the lease on the building, he's he's just executed some kind of financial genius. Then you got a guy who's working from 5 a.m. to 10 p.m. at night lugging these fucks around. And that, that you can do that for two years, Brendan Gilliam, you know? And then you're done. Oh man, it's not that kind of thing. Imagine, imagine opening a surgical practice like that. I mean, maybe that is how it goes now. Maybe that is what you have to do. Big, so bigger margins, Greg. Let me let me break this down, and maybe it doesn't work. A, a parcel, parceled, parsoned, out like this. But but if it doesn't, um, you can unfuck me. But let's just talk about some of the things. Do you have an? there's some things on the table what is the what is what is it that keeps an affiliate uh staying with the crossfit brand so that's the proposition let's kind of put that off to the side a second do you have any issues with raising affiliate fees like my personal feeling is is like hey double the fees or take it to ten thousand dollars grandfather look, the one yeah. if you it, it depends on how hot you think the brand is i don't think it's that fucking hot i never did I thought that the miracle was was what happens with the, with the the young lady that opens the fucking door at four thirty, and turns the heater on, and you know starts setting up rowers and writing on the board. There's and that relationship with the people that come through the door, in terms of the physiological impact, and then the the the, the joy that that brings to the proprietor and the friendships and relationships that develop. That's all. That was hot. That's super fucking hot. That happened before CrossFit. It happened with greater frequency of the CrossFit. But but those of us who controlled the brand, collected the fees, and gave the okay to make your own shirt, we weren't contributing beyond that initial spark. The truth of it is, 
And so what you see on the Whistler video is me coming to terms with what the hell makes me relevant? What a, What is it that I'm providing when I collect your fees? And it was litigation, legislation, validation, and, and continuing ed education. Those were the things that we were doing. So you roll the turn the clock forward now, and that stopped and the fees go up. I'm lost. Okay. Now maybe but- maybe the brand's so fucking hot that you can charge um a thousand dollars a month and it doesn't matter what the fuck's going on out there in the real world. Maybe that maybe I don't understand how hot the brand is, but it's past anything that that I understand. I was having trouble with the three thou, the forty five hundred figures. It's got a, it's got a, it's got it's a, speaks for itself. That's what it is. It speaks for itself. Um, loud. I don't know. If, I don't know if this loud. is the best metric, but the I think the brand. Um, I haven't done a lot of traveling lately, but I, I knew the brand was hot because when you walk through the airport, if you saw someone with nanos or with a rogue shirt on or a cross shirt on, you gave them a head nod, like two black dudes passing in an all white high school. You know what I mean? Like you like didn't matter who they fucking were. If you saw them with nanos, you gave them a what's up old person, young person, Indian person didn't fucking didn't matter. And so I knew at that point the brand was hot. Like we were we we thought we were special. You know what I mean? Like two dudes with 81 on their shirt. You know what I mean? Like we were hell's angels, motherfuckers. So so and I still think that that it has that. But you're you just keep tying it back to what the fuck is the mothership doing? to protect the gyms and to, to I'm differentiating that miracle that happens when when Honeycut or King or or one of these folks unlocks their gym in the morning what mm-hmm. happens there mm-hmm. there's no disparaging that it's hard to put polish on that it's hard to improve on that and to remain relevant to those individuals that have cracked the fucking code and are showing more leadership than the mothership what what just what are they paying for fond memories i mean this has got to be this has got to be a prevailing thought and i i go where i go where i would go i built the thing i would join they've turned it into a thing i wouldn't belong to uh ha- what does have it stand the... for what's it oh, stand okay. For? okay okay what about this what what about this um just for the what's all its pra- position what's its position on critical health information and metrics uh, probably too sensitive it's for them cowardly. to weigh in on that. It's yeah, too, that's too sensitive. So you're saying that why, like you would have weighed in on what's going on with the uh, uh, the efficacy I would of have uh, been, COVID vaccinations? I would have been focused with the people that came into my gym in the morning. And part of this construction you hear right now is me building a space that will rival anything that I've ever been able to get my hands on when in the industry. Meaning a gym. Greg, what about this? What about this just simple? What about just this simple thinking? Okay, I'm going to pay the $4,500. It's going to bring three new people to my gym every single year based on Google search or whatever. And that in itself is going to make me uh, an extra uh, $1,500. And then I can still offer the open to my clients. What about just those? Is that just enough on its own? Just speaking, just uh, dollar sign? Yeah, maybe. Right. I mean, it's, it's just so a simple. But 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 then again, you, you, I mean, with with that, then you're thinking just, well, I don't know if it's fair to, to, to categorize those people as strictly um, 
your 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 successful you think it, you think affiliate it, is super so. fucking busy. Mm-hmm. Just a, like in this, and the schedule is being tested uh, uh, professionally and personally with CrossFit membership. All right, you're involved, mm-hmm. even on your when off. You're you're seeing those people around. It gets that way, and the what it says on the sign is so irrelevant to that and those people some of them like they almost have to be reminded they're doing crossfit others not but the relationship and the and the magic it sits at that level it's that interaction and it's and it's significantly unimpacted by the buzz that we live on and look at it really is and so we would have these calamities that seem like internal to the organization you know um, the media department has been replaced with freelancers around the games. Uh, that kind of thing. The people in the box, did, there was a, there was someone that followed the games, or two or three of them, but basically no, no. Uh, uh, we won't. We'll come back to that conversation for sure. Do you have any dreams you've given up on, Greg? I was thinking about something like that earlier. I think maybe even yesterday. Let me come back to it. Okay. Probably. It puts my head um, in a different space. I'm still going to take your money. Uh, uh, Jake Jake Chapman, Greg, do you also think people who send their kids to school are shitty parents? Uh, Jake, just so you know, before you answer that, Greg, I don't think that they are. They are. Now, I'm a shitty parent too. Uh, there's things oh. that I do that are shitty also. But let me tell you something. If you don't think sending your kid to an indoctrination camp where they can't clearly fucking define the difference between a man and a woman and where you have to take – uh, um, uh, uh, you have to say why your DEI um, – what your DEI things are and you also um, have to uh, use pronouns and you have – and there's people telling your kids to wear masks, then more than you're a shitty parent, you're a fucktard. Okay, that's my opinion. Uh, Greg, what do you think about – parents or something yeah i i don't i don't i don't buy that at all um what i said but i would i don't think they're shitty parents I'm answering okay. the question no okay. no i do not okay I, but I i do think this i think that the education that can be delivered if you are so blessed is to have several hours each day to be able to sit at a table with your kids if you can dedicate that to your children what they will learn compared to what they're going to pick up at the public school is shitty. <laughs> and so there's, there's potentially some shittiness if you're fortunate enough to sit there for several hours each day and work with your kids, you can make what they're going for, what they're getting out of the public school, shitty by comparison. And what I'm seeing is that uh, we're going the two to three X, the K through six rate shooting for some work every day, which is probably averaging when we're the trains moving nicely, um, uh, two and a half hours a day with a fair amount of harangue uh, added throughout the day. Like stopping a kid and what's the difference between a transitive and intransitive verb, that kind of stuff. Stay keeping it all percolating in the background and that's uh, that's a, that's amazing that's an amazing thing 
And so I look back at, at what I made my kids do on the nine to three, and I I feel I feel I feel guilty. It's sad. Uh, at 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 best, you don't want what's best for your kids if you send them to school, and at worst, you fucking hate them. How's that, Jake? You douche nozzle. Okay, uh, taxidermy. I don't know what this is in response to, but go read the early journal. Obviously, Greg knew how to write. Uh, Sleeky, oh, that's I sweet. love. Thank you. I love diagramming sentences. My ten and twelve year olds are nerds and love it too. You see, you can see the grammar, and I it, I think it's very much akin to being able to read music. And it doesn't mean you didn't know how to play, but something happens. Did I miss anything? I was doing jujitsu. Oh God, I would love to see you do jujitsu. Who knew Roland? She's been Miss Allison. You've been a Cinderella of the dojo for twenty years. Who knew rolling around with a bunch of sweaty men could be so fun? Holy shit! Don't get pregnant. Uh, Ari Bros, does Greg think CrossFit can write the ship? Any thoughts on that, Greg? No, I. You know the they're they're. They've got to maximize the revenue because the investors want that. They want the max the revenue maximized. And I don't I don't I can't yet imagine, and I've tried, I put considerable energy into it, in what that looks like that isn't gasful for the affiliates. So good luck for that. I mean, I don't know, I don't know how you do it. The, the analogies came at some point about selling Hell's Angel to the Hell's Angels to the to Costco. Um, I don't know how they do it. I don't know how you sit there and you we, we've all watched the floundering in the effort to turn something that wasn't being driven with an eye to to maximizing revenue, but but had being super solvent, even profitable. To extend and support a uh, what was a revolution in, in wellness, healthcare, and fitness. That was the thing, and so you give that a brand new purpose now. And what is that? It's fucking money. So make it money. And what is that? Does it look like? It look. I'm like a bus driver, and guys come around with these fucking hoods on, with the eyeballs pointed to the back of their head. Tell me, I'm driving the bus wrong. So good. Take the fucking wheel. Show me how you do this. Show me. Uh, and we're, I'm, I'm getting to watch. I'm getting to watch. This is what it looks like. Hey, you know. If, so you don't think they can write the ship because of the nature of what their objective is. You would build something that you would want to be a part of. They're going to build something that makes money. And you don't think that those two can go coexist. You're, what you built made money also. Not like not like people that are not like investors like. Um, I want to I want to tell you a situation here. This is going to take about ninety seconds. Bear with me. Okay, ready? Yeah. There's a gym in um I think it's in Ohio, and the owner of the gym was on my show, 
And he started a program at his gym that took kids. It started with one kid who was sentenced to juvenile detention. And this guy said, hey, I'll take this kid and put him through a 16-week course or whatever. And, and let's see what happens. The kid goes through the 16-week course. And part of that 16-week course, I'm oversimplifying it, was that the probation officers had to come work out with the kids also, right? And so he, so he builds this relationship between the probation officer and the kid after 16 weeks, the, the kid's like, holy shit, the judge can't believe what happens. Next thing you know, they're teaching a whole class with those kids. Next thing you know, this program has spread to 14 states. Next thing you know, the governor of this uh, and some of the details I may be saying might be off, but the spirit is very close. Next thing I know, next thing this, this affiliate owner knows is the governor of the state of Ohio. I think it's Ohio. I'm sorry if I'm wrong, contacts this affiliate owner and says, hey, um, I'm going to send out an email to every single uh, uh, first responder in the state, 41,000 of them, and tell them to go into CrossFit gyms in the entire state to do a 9-11 workout. And, and he sends that email. The next thing you know, the governor of this fucking state contacts this dude or his people do and says, hey, I want to open CrossFit gyms in all 27 correctional facilities in the state. And I want to get six L1 people at every facility, and I want you to manage it. This affiliate owner has been trying to work with CrossFit on this, and it's been action. Now, the first three are about to open. They, the governor's pulled the trigger on the first three. He contacted me the other day, and he goes, hey, I can't get any like real connection with HQ. Should I open these as affiliates, or should I open them as other gyms? Should I call them something else? <coughs> I know that's a lot of information with probably some missing details, but what are your thoughts on this? This thing is moving very fast. How many years have to hear this where you're like, and where's the money again? I mean, how is this different than my, uh, I mean, we've, we've seen this. We, 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 we watched the CrossFit kids curriculum go to 4,000 schools, right? You know, entire school districts, um, entire high schools have been their only PE. Uh, I mentioned the interaction with the insurance company. I've seen this kind of interface, but whether it's the Marine Corps or an insurance company, or at some point a decision's made that looks like a money thing. And uh, if you were, if, you know, if the state of Ohio asked you to open 27 gyms, would you call them CrossFit gyms? Would you affiliate all of them? Yeah. You would? If, if they'd have it. Even, we in the, told, even in the current we, atmosphere, even in the remember when climate? we told NASA that if you can't say CrossFit from space on our on <laughs> on the kickoff of the games, then fuck yeah. you, I can't I can't say NASA, you shitheads. Right. And so they said, okay, we'll rethink that, and they said CrossFit, and we said NASA. You think they really did that from the space station, or was that a fake space station? Oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was fake. Hey, uh, there's so, there's entire there's a whole evening of stories to be told around our interface with, with NASA. So in the but but Greg and in the, the, and the space station in the space I station remember. working out's a problem, and anything like you know foot tapping like I'm I'm doing here mm -hmm. that will that any kind of repetitive movement jerking off anything will set off our uh, oscillation eventually some harmonics that amplify. And the wings of the thing shake and alarms go off. And so people are caught doing all kinds of things in terms of repet. And they want us to help them with exercise, but no repetitive movement. And <laughs> but, but Greg, so in the current climate, you would open 
basically this guy's you know in a catch 22 he's not getting the support he would like from hq and then he sees the 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 tribulations the trials and tribulations hq is going through what would you do would you open i think it it reminds me very much of my wanting to go into underserved neighborhoods Mm -hmm. saddle up with the local baptist church with three thousand members and uh and talking to the minister who's doing yeah doing two diabetes related funerals weekly about a gym around the corner in an industrial space that we're basically funding it's free and the difference between that and running it for big dollars um you know the visions of of it being profitable they're they're not that different but in the profitable version it's not exciting to the VC minded and in the non-profitable version, it's like, what the fuck is this? And so some of those things that had to go like my, my underserved community and at, at the mothership, booms, goodbye to those fuckers. Why? Right? It's people that you don't, they don't even want them in their ads. They were, they were marginally ambulatory, elderly, grossly overweight, senior. No one's putting those people in their, in their ads. Not for fitness. It's crazy. Where, the, where it has the most to offer. Let, let, let me push on you one more time. Th- this guy has an opportunity. This guy is going to open 27 gyms. Should he send 27 times 4,500? To CrossFit HQ because he owns this guy owns two CrossFit gyms, or should he just keep his two CrossFit gyms and open these twenty other seven other gyms that will have L one certified people, but 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 not call them CrossFit gyms because he can't get the cooperation from CrossFit. Can't get any can't get anything CrossFit. I mean, what would let me just ask you this even more specifically? What would you do if an affiliate said that to you? What would you if if they came to you and been like, "Hey, Greg, we want to get these 27. Well, that was kind of where my response was from. I mean, basically, you we, wouldn't have charged them. You'd been like, "Hey, it's in a correctional facility. We waive your fees for these twenty-seven places." I mean, Kathy will speak to this best, but I think there was, I think there were probably 500, 750 of those at least in the roster of fifteen thousand gyms. Did someone it, say I that I brought the numbers down to six thousand? Or by six thousand. I have only heard. I've heard rumors, yeah. very dirty rumors about that. I have not validated. I have not like my, heard it come from anyone's my, for, mouth. For the record, the enrollment of affiliates was uh, was verified at enormous cost, down to the very last person, and the number of affiliates was sat in an escrow. The uh, the sale the final disposition of funds was escrowed up to the to the some period shortly after the sale where the number of affiliates couldn't couldn't fall and the worry was is that on news of my departure what if five thousand three thousand a thousand people headed for the hills and there was a uh, number in there and i think it was 12 thou that would have abrogated everything that we had agreed to and it never happened i don't know what happened between 15 and 12 but i know we'd be i know we didn't get to 
nothing, nothing like that happened. It never was a factor. It didn't look like it was going to be a factor. It was never a concern. Uh, losing a 10 year black belt is worse than losing six blue belts. Um, for a ten sure, year, like a 10 year black right? belt's pretty gnarly. Yeah, that's pretty gnarly. Yeah, something went wrong. Something went wrong. Okay, I here's how I, here's how I ran. I ran my gym, I ran my gym, so it never made sense for any Sakamoto or Greg Amundsen to go down the street and open a box. And it didn't until I left. When I left, it made sense. But while I, while I was there, it would have been stupid. Why? Well, they smart enough to know what it costs to, to buy, to lease a box, to fill it with gear, and the, the tax and electric burden and the things that you, that, you know, the what of life changes. I knew what that was, and I knew what the margins were for me. I ran a gym that I, as a trainer, would have never left. Are you kidding me? For twenty percent, I'm. I got this. Eating beaver. Morning. Good morning. Okay, uh, Greg. Let here. Here's a, here. This is a great comment, and then I'm going to add something to this. Uh, Augustus Link. Matt is right, though. The bit in the business world, if they keep one out of every nine affiliates that were paying five hundred, they net the same income. What changes in the culture? It's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I've told this story with our wonderful friends before, but when I went, there was a moment at Microsoft in dealing with them, and it, we, those guys were truly, you know, more than acquaintances, maybe shorter friends, but they were CrossFitters, and so we, we had that that makes you see us as friends. And their design team was CrossFitters, and this was the Xbox Devices Division folks. And many of the people that headed the program, like they're, they got a 50-year-old engineer that might be the fittest 50-year-old in tech, period, globally. Um, and there's a lot of 50-year-olds in tech. But uh, this this nice guy and his crew had been working at Microsoft together for for what was getting onward of 30 years. And the rapport they had and their communication within the space of a, of a <coughs> large conference room where we're sitting Microsoft guy, CrossFit guy, Microsoft guy, CrossFit guy, up in their headquarters. The quality of their communication was was remarkable. Something you couldn't, and it was from that and thinking about that and dealing with them and listening to how they would end a meeting and schedule another one without me noticing anything having been said. Um, the. Uh, The power of that led me to understand that you could take all of the CVs of a business, that is everyone's everyone's resume and skills and all of the hardware associated with a business and plug it in and flip the switch on and you don't have anything without that legacy of those relationships and that skill and quality of communication. Mm -hmm. That the neural connectivity of the employees that have worked together on tech projects for 25 years is more important than the buildings, the paint, the location, anything, anything. And the, the relationship with the affiliates is there too. And so I wouldn't have to, to sit long with one of the long-term affiliates and 
reconnect, connect, you know. I don't talk to Doug Chapman often, but we have an enormous amount in common and maybe more so every couple of years than we did before, even with talking less. How do you like that? Mm-hmm. There's a galvanizing effect of the experience of of keeping these doors unlocked for a decade. I saw him for and, the first time in eight years, by the way, a, a year ago at your house, and I was closer to him than I ever was. So, like, that's a, a, a I had a better exchange with him and more intimate exchange than I ever did. So, I, I, I hear I hear you loud and clear. There's a galvanizing impact, and I and I in my speech at Whistler and in my last. Um, you know, as the evolved approach to the management of the of the of the and leadership went, um, I don't know what am I saying. I just saw that that became clear what the what the role is and what the opportunity was, and what it was that we could provide. And it was f- fairly narrow bandwidth in the total scheme of what it is that keeps the doors open and and makes it all work we gave it away they know you go to your l1 and the secrets are out that's it the l1 kernel is, is the secret part and the rest is home brewed and baked and taught and self-learned there's some sharing with others for the smartest of the set but the truth of the matter is is that the things that we could do as those that were that were stewards of the brand um, was very, very, very limited. From the perspective of beneficial to the affiliates and outside of their wheelhouse. We're not going to come up with better bathroom cleaning tips. Although that might have been an interesting one. You know, yeah, I can see yeah. the journal got to a point where that, that would have been publishable. I would have been all ears to it if someone could make the case. But improvements on teaching the push press, unlikely, unlikely. You see with, it was uh, Osario, right? With, uh, forget her name always, but uh, as a master technician at work. I I, I think um, uh, 90% of the gyms could have done that with her. And I bet you a lot of them uh, did have clients like that. There were things I saw like the, the fingertips somewhere in that rhomboid space mm-hmm. actually making contact um, is better than a, than a visual. You'll you'll feel someone fall before you'll see any fall, even staring at them. Mm-hmm. And it's you'll react quicker if there's a if there's a contact. And the cargo is precious, and the and the the grip is frail. You know. I mean, it's there's challenges there. I don't even want someone like that falling onto an eight-inch crash pad. It's right, age. right. Even a thirty-six-inch crash pad. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just don't need it. Um, but there's a there's a set of people where the the rise will be an issue getting back up. I, I want to throw I want to throw a couple things out there and read some comments also. Uh, so last night I went to uh, I, I haven't I haven't talked to Greg in in uh, all week. For he he moved and then we talked on the phone only like three times for like two minutes each throughout the week, and then I got to his house last night and I hung out there for probably three or four hours and not once did we not once did we talk about uh, affiliate fees going up or what's going on at HQ. 
Um, we hung out. We talked about our kids. Um, we we fucked around with the dog. Uh, we ate a bunch of steak, and then we talked a lot about um, uh, the relationships between Israel and kind of the the and uh and Gaza and, and shit like that. None of this stuff. Um, is rehearsed. None of this stuff is planned. Greg doesn't know what I'm going to ask him. He doesn't know what you guys are going to ask him. There's no, we are so lucky to have this type of conversation and form. I just want to just share that with you. Uh, Second of all, um, uh, Sleeky says, uh, we didn't think uh, we were special. Savon, we were special. You're right. We still, we still are uh, special, not in the special Olympics. Uh, sense. Um, there was something else in here that Seema said. Okay, this is a good one. Uh, Seema, um, inflation is real. Whatever your lo- whatever your logic you use is fine. Meaning the, the inflation is real. Can we can we come to terms with that? Like, hey, th- if three thousand to forty five hundred uh, fees hadn't been raised in eleven years, but you could also say that the offering, well. The offering has changed significantly also. Like you said, there is no uh, there is no legislation and litigation really anymore. The, the bare bones of things that were taxable um, and things that would be, uh, you know, our key spend, uh, even inflation impacted, it was would be relatively insignificant to the total spend. Uh, I think I think 90% of our spend was discretionary. And so when I hear of the company and uh, some of the changes and cuts that have been made, um, those, those would be uh, MBA uh, exciting reductions in expense and, in, and contributing to an increase in revenue. And that would be like the rollover and play dead on the litigation front. You know, quit quit making vital enemies of of soda and uh, corrupt academic fitness. All of surrendering all of that comes in an enormous savings. Hey affiliates, I spent millions of dollars on that shit, tens of millions. And, uh, uh, just so you know, a great example of that. There's there's hundreds of examples, thousands of examples. But there was a guy in New Zealand who was trying to make it so every basically gym in the United States would have to be certified through him and his program. I think it was called Reps, right? And it was a, uh, it was a, a, a beverage industry sponsor. And, and Gresham for the registry of exercise professionals. I'm sure it's still in existence. And not only did Greg go straight to war with him, he flew the team to New Zealand to confront him. I mean, so. uh, There was a journalist that really was like the Hells Angels. There was a journalist that told us that she, that he told her that we were killing people here in the States. And then she went radio silent on me. So we airplaned up and went to uh, to uh, Auckland and showed up at lunchtime at her newspaper and sat with her in the cafeteria and begged her to help us. And uh, she says, okay, I told you that he told me that's not true. It was an email and I'll give them to you. And she did. The fucker told her in an email and he had just testified to the judge 
that uh, he never told her shit. And she was backing off the story that he told her. And he didn't tell her he emailed it to her. And now I have the email. It would have been, that would have been way more uh, costly for him in a, in the state of California or in a federal court than it was in New Zealand. So just imagine that guy, someone talks shit trying to extract money out of the fucking entire, out of every single gym. Uh, Greg flew to New Zealand with internationally, international they, effort. Yeah. It, and it was a real threat guys supported by soda. And I think Dale Saran, I think I saw him in the comments. I think he went too. I went, a bunch of us went and, and Greg confronted the person, got the emails and stopped it. It's like thing, little things like that change, changing the history of how gyms operate worldwide. Um, it, no, no one's going to do that shit anymore, by the way. Uh, Graciano Rubio, people are learning the hard way that they shouldn't have complained about Greg's leadership without having a proven example of how to do fitness uh, uh, business better. What well, was it just? A... Um, you know what? I was, I, was, uh, I was doing something a little different than traditional business and was well aware of the magic and the opportunity to lead the people that, that we were leading. And the clamor for more marketing, I didn't want to work with an affiliate that needed more marketing. Charged $999.95, you'll sell more. I don't, want, I don't want an influx of customers that are too stupid to not see that being a nickel off a thousand bucks. Suppose that doubled the number. Oh, Jesus Christ, that's a lot of stupid fucking people. That's not going to make things easier on the affiliate team. It's not going to help retention. It's not going to be, the idea isn't to get any fish that will bite on the hook. You have to get someone who enjoys the miraculous transformative aspect of the stimulus and response and the friendships that ensue. And, and for the compensation, which is, uh, you know, you earn a salary like a dentist. I'm completely making making this up. Bear with me here. Uh, temp, let's say 10% of the gyms are gyms that have uh, this uh, 60 to 90 people range. No, let's say 30 to 90 people range, 10% of the gyms. And uh, all the coaches there work for free, and it's a break-even enterprise, and it's a passion gym, and there's 10% of them, and you're going to lose all 10% of them by raising the fee. Um, there's this notion out there from some of the – the the pundits and some of the mentor programs that it's like fuck those gyms like hey if you can't afford the 1500 you suck anyway do that do that same math for for a surgical practice or a radiology group and you you end up with the current crisis i'm not following can you give, explain walk me through that yeah there's these small groups of lone wolves that that carry everything and that's the very guy you're not going to get better medical service than running from a clinic that's it's perhaps not profitable but keeps a good cast of surgeons on salary and is it is paying the staff and the in the places spick and span clean and you know what, what where is the need for the accumulation of capital if you're if you've got kids in private school living a 
two and a half million dollar home on 15 acres and drive new cars. I mean, what the fuck else might you be looking for other than that gratification of someone providing an incredible amount? Of, and I'm not, I'm talking about a, I'm talking about in, in medicine more so than in fitness, right? Right. But the, uh, the lifestyles and what, what so many affiliates have gotten for themselves is, is something that I've, I've, I've got more humility than to be anything other than impressed with. The number of people that own a home and own their box and have kids in, in, in private school or at the university is really impressive. But why would the mothership give a shit about those gyms? What do it, they offer? They're not in that business. They're what, in what the business mean? of the $3,000 a month. And someone says, why isn't that 4500 And they go, I don't know. Well, what if, what if it was? Oh, wow, that is cool. Look what that does. Why not make it 6000 I don't know where the break is. I'm past the break. So I'm no longer a judge as to who breaks next. Is there someone? What do you mean you're past the break? Meaning you personally wouldn't do it because you're not. You wouldn't. I think. I think. I think I would have been out at the. It, I would have seen the CrossFit versus NSCA settlement as a betrayal of what I was told my fees were going for. And when I looked around, I would see it everywhere else. The whitewashing of CrossFit health. The off of the soda kick, the softening the stance on carbohydrate, the monster sponsorship. I'm like, I think I smell a rat. For me, for me. But I, you know what? It, listen, this is all. It's it's a profound bias because the discussion is, what is wrong with the vision that greg created now that someone else is controlling that vision and then you're asking greg what he thinks like what the fuck like i don't it's ah, not that is what we're doing that is what yeah. we're doing <laughs> that is what we're doing hey but here's also the thing your vision was here's what i think is going on i think you nailed it your vision was always you were always reiterating your vision and ref, and refining it and um, so, so you had stumbled upon the truth and, and so you basically spent 15 years of your life. Um, I uh, felt, I felt rich at 5% of my lifestyle. Right. Filthy rich, unbelievably blessed beyond what I could knew what I could ever do with. And so part of my like you had a swimming pool and a cord of wood to burn, and you were like, "Fuck, I'm." I, I had multiple homes <laughs> and more cars than I could drive, Sevy. Like you right, know what? Right. That was like yeah. that was plenty. Yeah. And. Uh, but let me go. A, I don't want to. I don't want to lose this thread, Greg. The, what if? What if the whole magic of keeping the affiliates together? You're gonna hate this, but was the fact of people wanting to get together to hear your your poetry of the cure for the world's most vexing problem, the five buckets of death, the um, uh, all these repackagings that you did through your art because, because you're a science and an artist meshed into one and that you got off on 
re keep repackaging the truth, right? You have whiteboards in every house. Everyone who knows you is like, oh, I'm, I'm going to Greg's house. I'm going to hear uh, his newest iteration of the truth. What what if what if there's just no one else who's ever going to be able to do that? What happens to this thing? I, mean, I know you hate this question, but just bear with me here. What if this is the truth? What if it's just like, hey, they made a subscription to your the affiliate was just a subscription to your um, your you're keeping the message fresh and deep and poignant and, and, and like on target, on target, on target, on target. Is there anyone who can do that besides you? I would think so. Oh, God. You're, are you saying that to like feign humility? No, no. I mean, I would, I would hope there is. Hey, I was. I think that's going to be the problem. Morning, I was just this very morning mm -hmm. in talking to the kids, wanting to explain to them that business and wealth creation come about through taking um, resources that are largely available to everyone, undervalued by all, and aggregating them through your own blood, sweat, and tears. You can find resources, name them whatever you want. It's always, it's infinitely expansive. That is the sense of committing of yourself 100% with these everywhere available, underappreciated, undervalued resources and aggregating that into something that creates wealth and seems unobtainable. And this is the part that that I think it was Billy Blanks that said he took Tybo door to door for 20 years. And then it, when it made it $20 million a year, all of a sudden it was called an overnight success. Mm. And think of the, think of the refinement of message and approach and understanding. And I think you'd learn to navigate that after a while. And, and it, maybe that's what happens, but, uh, I used to I used to regularly encounter, and I think you've seen this, be told that I was an outstanding salesman, and I took considerable offense to that. And maybe even that's part of why I could deliver f bombs and have a puking clown and so much, because I had a passion and a zeal and commitment to the product that probably felt like the sham wow guy to a lot of people that were used to hucksterism and 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 had made vast fortune selling software and hardware that didn't work the sham thing though did work the chamois that thing absorbed the sham wow it. it was good yeah that was good i always assumed it was yeah it was crazy you could absorb anything you could drive a whole fucking car with this thing and just keep rinsing it out it was there crazy. we go i, I think chamois are that way that was as good. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's uh, that's what I was thinking. That's it was as good as CrossFit in the uh, if, if CrossFit was a, a, dry, a car drying rag. Did that guy? Hey, did that guy meet a horrible end somewhere? I don't know. I hope he got so rich. Those things were fascinating. I was fascinated by them as a kid. Um, Greg, um, why not? Um, God, I guess I shouldn't give away the whole kit and caboodle. I wonder. Um, if I was them, I would just be repack. I would be just repackaging everything you ever said. And see how many miles we could get out of it. But maybe they don't do that because they're threatened by you because you're still alive. You know what I mean? Like it's a double-edged sword. It, it, it would promote you. Um, it, and and, the, and the, the fear of promoting someone like you is just the fact because you're you. Um, 
you're still so vocal on subjects that might be very that are very difficult for corp corporations or money driven businesses to navigate. They can't navigate them. You can you can sail off into seas where they can't chase you. So maybe that's um, uh, let me say something about public more about public schools. Not all public schools are like Portland and California. OK, I take it back. You're not shitty parents. I love all of you. You're doing the best you can. Oh, you're so cool. Find a great school and send your kids there. OK. Care of that. I believe I believe that, and you know what? And so for so many people, they just don't have a choice. I am not, I can't do that. I can't argue people's limitations, brother. I can't do that. I can't do that. If Make she calls. doesn't, if she doesn't, you know, I I just know too many people that have pulled it off brilliantly. You mean you're talking about a mom with four kids that has three jobs? How the fuck is she? I'm talking to about about she's a professor of anesthesiology at the medical school, and he's one of a maxillofacial surgery. And they're and homeschooling they got, their kids. I don't know what they're doing, but they got six kids, and it, I don't think it's homeschooling. Um, uh, Zach Jones, Greg, would you buy CrossFit back for half the price you sold it? No. I'm not going to negotiate the thing here, but no. <laughs> uh, yesterday, we had the quarterback of the Chicago Bears. Today, we will negotiate a buyback deal. Here, here's what I would do. I would cheerlead for a, a group that would want to buy it back for affiliates. Hey. Everything eventually sells out. That's that's the nature of uh, of how things work. There is an organization called Vipassana. It's a non-denominational meditation group. You're not not allowed to pay them until you go until you take their services and then you go home and then you can pay or not pay. They were completely fucking broken away from the herd. Soon as the fucking so-called pandemic came, they started requiring vaccinations. Every even if you did that, Greg, I think it fails. At some point, you just have to accept that it's it it, it lived its life, right? I think even um, if you even if you supported that, the affiliates end up fucking up. I think they fuck it up faster than these guys. L let me draw one if, more. If, if someone if yeah. someone has some yeah. sense of me being thrown out the dining hall and peeking through the windows, you're sadly mistaken. Um, <laughs> what I what I have going on at Broken Science, I feel like I got dislodged to twenty years down the road. Right. And what was wrong with fitness? Um, was wrong with medicine, and I was perplexed by it, and I no longer am. Uh, it's it's disastrous. It's worse than I thought, but I can now explain it, and I think I can explain it as well or better than anyone else. And I've made allies out of the people that helped me get to this understanding, and they're basically the, the rock star Hall of Fame of even giving a fuck about these kinds of issues like broken science. And so I'm, I've. Uh, I've been granted something that I never would have been able to find in a retirement I hadn't even imagined. Right. But yeah, uh, these are people just asking that questions. I don't think, I think. No, everyone... I get it. I, 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 I want to share with everyone that, uh, God, I'm so enjoying the place I'm at and this thing I'm kind of doing for, uh, for media and wonks in, in March. Um, mm -hmm. to be able to clearly state uh, exquisitely 
where science broke, how it broke, who broke it, the advantages of a broken science, the disadvantages of broken science, places where where it won't broke, can't broke, isn't going to break, and places where it will remain broken and has to be broken. When will and registration go up for that March event? It's not It's not even going to be like that. I've kind of got, I'm kind of working with people that have, I've been working with all along, and I want to do a dry run. Okay. If you can even call it that with them. And, you know, um, there's I'll, been I'll film so it. many. I'll film it. I would love that. There's so many of the Jay Bhattacharya and the RFK Jr. and staff. And you mentioned Jay Cooey here recently. And I've just got so many good friends. Uh, uh, the the people at uh, Kimball's. Uh, 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 new criterion that helped us purchase uh david stove's epic work i just yesterday was tripping that two of the most important things ever written on on the rationality of induction the two books by david stove and one was written in 71 and the 80 one other in 86 and between 82 he wrote pauper and after which has been uh, printed three times under three different titles and and uh i own the thing emily and i and the broken science uh initiative own this book and what's important about it is that it does a world-class exposition as to how it is that academic science shit the bed and why it is that it has the problems it has with uh p-values and null hypothesis significance testing in a in an, uh, an unfathomable error rate in, in replication and how that incentivizes corruption of the other sort the, for money, the fake science, the photoshopping and all that bullshit. So, uh, so that, so what this is about is like, you know, what I'm doing, do I want to quit doing this to run a fitness company? Dude, that's a nightmare. Um, I really like what I'm doing. I like homeschooling the kids. I would rather talk with other people homeschooling than, uh, you know, do you know, you could have, have your kids diagram two sentences a day, do two math problems a day and read for a half hour uh, uh, and write for a half hour. Just those four things could turn into six hours, seven hours a day of graduate level study by the time the kid's 17 years old. The opportunities in such simple and old school kind of approaches to teaching people things is just amazing but that kind of stuff has a lot more pull for me right now than than squabbling a bunch of, with the with the in that world uh you know i don't i don't know if there's any correlation between these two but um look at who's left at crossfit hq in terms of the staff old staff versus new staff. And then just imagine that that same thing is going to happen to the affiliates. So think of them as mirrors towards uh, of each other. I, I, I don't think that that's a bad way uh, to look at it. And they have, imagine how long it takes to get up to speed on what it would take to be, to be, to empathize and understand what happens in an affiliate. And then, and then look at who, who's running the affiliates there at HQ. It, it's not a dig at that person. It's just that how, there's going to be some, some mirroring that goes on. 
And I think that the people there with the historical knowledge and influence and um, uh, contribution is is very limited, very, very limited. So I'm, I'm kind of answering my own question as to why they, they that makes sense to me, why that maybe there might not be any concern about 10 year affiliates or um, affiliates that are, uh, you know, the, the, the 50 person affiliate that, uh, that, that isn't going to make it anymore. You know, it's in someone's back 40 in a, in a garage. The, the, the Stanford MBAs that, that had such keen interest in CrossFit looked at the 15,000 affiliates and each of them with a successful t-shirt business and just turn that into uh, between nine and 10 figures left on the table. And they did the same with equipment and they did the same with supplements. And this is money that stupid Greg Glassman, we actually saw the business plan from the group most interested in, in getting it. Someone internally revealed it. And we saw, I get to read a psychological profile of myself. That it was that I was a, a narcissist that was only interested in business, in the fitness business. I took huge exception at that, seeing this hacked material and myself described such a way. It was hilarious, but but it was right there. It was it was nine to ten figures being left on the table on three different fronts. Dale and King, was, go ahead. It sorry, was, sorry. it was the it was. In that those aspirations were entirely inconsistent with mine. Entirely inconsistent. And mine was consistent with maximizing the spread of the of the miracle that is the CrossFit application. That's what I was interested in doing. And I wanted to reduce the the whatever the, the friction would be on, on accomplishing that. And that delivered to me a lifestyle that exceeded what I thought I would ever get. I got brand new cars and a brand new home. Brand new clothes. Brand new clothes. Like, what the fuck else? I mean, and I, you know, I get up when I want and I go to bed when I want. And it, but lifestyle was so good that going on a cruise ship with you and some other CrossFit people was a fucking bore. Mm. Um. I, I, I would like to add to that. I mean, uh, you you found your calling in life. You are always doing the same thing. It's not like you go on vacation and you're not. You have a way that you think and you apply that to everything. And you have a passion for digging down for the truth. And so it's not like some people compartmentalize their life. They work nine to five at the fucking bank at Bank of America. And then on the weekends, they go home and watch football. Like you don't, that's not, that's not your life. You have one life. You're, te you're either teaching it to us through this podcast, but later on, when I go to your house, you'll be teaching it to me as we drive to the taco place. And then in the afternoon, I'll hear you gather all the kids around and teach it to them. Different versions, different iterations, but you teach people how to think. Would you and I, I, yeah. And with little regard to the venue, I mean, just as a matter of principle, I'm thinking of opening up an only uh, fans account. And do an exercise <laughs> science. <laughs> I would you pay for it, right? Uh, Dale Dale King, uh, case for rewarding loyalty. Since I opened, there have been five gyms, three affiliates that have opened from people who started in my gym. Additionally, no less than twenty-eight people who've gotten. 
a level one. Yeah, Schindeldecker is about to fucking uh, blow the roof off of that shit. He's about to sell a couple hundred level ones. Yeah, he's he's got a um, Matt Schindeldecker's uh, fascinating case. That's the guy who owns, uh, I think, Crave CrossFit in Ohio. I was telling you about. He's got some uh, decisions to make. Uh, Danny, a boss. Go ahead. Ohio does so well on so many so many locations. They're, are they thriving? Yeah. Um. Here we go. Uh, Dale Saran, uh, former uh, general counsel for CrossFit Inc. Uh, I'll give you and, and guest on this show several times. I'll give you some numbers. During the seven plus years I was general counsel, we had fifty eight lawsuits. We were averaging eight lawsuits a year for every year I sat in the seat. All were in defense of the affiliates. And, and when he says defense, I'm not sure if Dale's using that word accurately because uh, maybe some more of the offense of the affiliates because um, these Greg had no – if someone uh, stepped into your guys' um, arena at all, uh, the team would go over and beat their ass just like they um, – uh, just like they did in New Zealand. This is a fucking great question. I would like to know the answer to this too. Cave Daster, Dale Strand, have you ever taken an IQ test? Dude, it's crazy being around Dale. He's sharp as shit, huh, Greg? Amazing. I, I, he's a dear friend. I talk to him all the time. I always will. Yeah, not a and dork I, either. He's one of the smart guys who's not a dork. It's kind of crazy. He's a uh, he's critical to my uh, critical sounding board and contributor to my broken science front. And one of the things that's so cool about where we've taken the uh, broken science initiative is that in the very simple terms that I could explain to a fifth grader um, what went wrong in science is also the same logic and validates a, a critical Supreme Court decision, um, Daubert. The Daubert decision, D-A-U-B-E-R-T. It's logically, fundamentally, scientifically flawed. And it and ascribes to the very science that won't replicate. This disease that's epistemically deranged that's being practiced um, outside of the natural sciences at the university. So it's the social sciences, humanities, and medicine. Uh, cutters, uh, I think this is regarding New Zealand. Uh, Greg, I met or Sevan, I met you and Greg out there at CrossFit Tamata Taumata. Uh, ever grateful for the visit and time to talk to both of you, Jody Lynn. This must be a line that you said in the podcast, and, I, and I'm not remembering it. Uh, surrendering to that save them millions. Preach, surrendering to that save them millions. Must have been something about the new. Is it something that the new regime surrendered to save them millions? Boy, every time you you uh, invoke, thank you, Jody. By the way, Greg, every time you invoke the NSCA case, it um, it's kind of a nail in the coffin. It's always such a like a what the fuck? I forgot about that. I can't believe they did that. crazy uh, with any with any kind of reasonable follow-through inexpensive follow-through um the nsca would be barred from participating in any kind of federal contract anywhere 
I mean, they had to walk out of that reality to settle. Yeah. Had to relinquish eliminating them from the competitive sphere. Uh, Jeffrey Howard, the NSCA case was an absolute betrayal on Rose's behalf. I don't think it was Rose's behalf. In fact, he may be a victim of the betrayal. It's ownership. This is an ownership issue, not a CEO F goof off goof. And just in terms of a of a potential asset, the thing sat there is a hundred million dollar fucking golden egg. And that doesn't even include the opportunity costs and throttling them um, with being hanging them with the with the verdict of their own scientific misconduct. And so there's still reasonable people that send emails out. Deborah Hughes, CSCS, unaware of the fact that the organization's fraudulent. It's an ac academic scam. If they don't uh, like it, they should sue me again, too, by the way. The uh, last time I told them they should sue me, they did, and they fucked, they almost did, did them in. Um, basically, you're saying that because if you think if they sued it's you, true and this... I believe it. It's true and I believe it, and that makes but, litigation hard. But also, if they did in discovery, you could get all the details about the settlement. If, if they were going to sue me, they'd be stoking the furnaces right now, trying to eliminate shit from their servers. The problem is they probably don't have the skills to eliminate shit from their servers commensurate with the people that we hired to find shit you eliminated from the servers. I mean, these guys were doing the Hillary Clinton beating cell phones up with hammers. Academics. Uh, Tyler Watkins, uh, creator of the Heat One app, uh, which uh, sponsors the Coffee Pods and Wad show that happens at 12 noon today, Pacific Standard Time. Make sure you watch that show. Pedro does it over on the Coffee Wads and uh, Pods. A coffee pods and wads uh, channel. Jason, uh, Tyler Watkins, I told you this in a phone call, Sevon. Okay, I'm listening. Uh, gym owners were happy to follow a cause of bringing health to the world. They did that locally and understood their affiliate dollars were to be used to fight. Uh, Bernie Gannon, uh, definition of the world's most vexing problem has changed. It's no longer health. They are vexed about year-over-year -year profit. That guy's such a good writer. Uh, Tyler Watkins, again, fight Goliaths. Making people healthy locally is fine, but it's a limited vision and relatively uninspiring one compared to the idea that we could change the world by fighting against lies. Oh, so he's basically talking about where you were doing health or uh, uh, CrossFit, and now you've gone uh, 20, uh, you know, 20 miles up the road. And there's a truth to it, but it comes at a cost, too. I mean, I sit in this rarefied space where nobody really gives a fuck. I mean, that is the truth of it. And so we're laughing about this little seminar we're going to do. And uh, it's like, you know, let's just, just bite the bullet. And it's the puking clown equivalent. It's the it's epistemology camp. And people are going to a camp about a subject they can't even pronounce or spell and have no idea what it means and can't say it. And, don't don't want to learn about it i mean I, that is kind of the truth of it i'll invite you to go back to the crossfit health <laughs> talk that my father gave on p-value fucking hilarious we should get our hands on that get sj bear or someone to pull that out he needed eight hours he needed eight hours to do something he's trying to do in 45 minutes and 
I, it's just, it was a, it was a colostomy. It was so bad. But good. I mean, it's funny because I, I, in my own studies, have come to see much of the same material. And, oh, this is important. Like, be careful because, like, that's a hard thing to explain. Uh, uh, Mike Halpin, a prostitute bit off the ShamWow guy's tongue, so he beat her up. Oh, shit. Wow. Wow. Uh, uh, here's a uh, uh, Greg Glassman. Uh, best I can offer is twenty mil. <laughs> uh, Greg, is that you it's, it's, posting on the side or no? That's that very you? good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. Sevon, go ahead. Go ahead. This is uh after I'd after I'd been offered a hundred million and told someone to fuck off, I told Laura that and she countered with fifty. <laughs> <laughs> Unable to pay her own bills. Uh Kout, Sevon sold out when he forewent asking Annie real questions. Oh, is that true, Mr. Cow? I had a uh, uh what would the, you what would be the real question? What would you ask her? Oh, he wants me to they want me she's been on the show a handful of times. They want me to be like, hey, uh, what did you mean when you said you were out? What why did you post the black square? What's your deal with uh why did you turn on Greg? They they want me to have her into my living room and then and then and then beat her down. And here's the thing: there's a place for that, and there's not a place for that. And there is a place for uh, dialogue and forgiveness, and but there's also a place for uh, honesty and truth and forthright. And um, some people I take a long long term range on. Sometimes I take people I take a short term range on. Um, I I, do, I don't hate the ants when they come into my house and uh, and and are, and are all over my kitchen. I clean them up with uh, and and I and, and and I move them out. But there's other things that I truly hate, right? Like I don't want a fucking skunk in my yard. And so I evaluate these things piece by piece and to call me a sellout is you're 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 a fucking punk ass bitch for saying that. I am not I'm by far a, a sellout. You're probably upset cuz you send your kids to school. In a shitty parent, right? Yeah, and a shitty parent. I take that back. Fuck you guys if you think <laughs> you can just kill your shitty parent. Um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, let's see what else there is. Um, Jeffrey Howard, uh, that L3 thing gets me every time. That's why I click on you. Uh, fuck Pepsi. On a good note, HQ did make a post recently about being alone, making people sick, and CrossFit can save them from that. That's the hard message I'm looking for HQ to make. We cure chronic disease. People about about being alone. HQ didn't make a sounds like a mental some mental health shit. Um. Yeah, I mean, if you don't want to talk about you know problems at the pie hole, you can get you know, into all kinds of spend trillions getting into the weeds and trying to find the genetic link or factors in and predisposition to diabetes because you don't want to talk about eating blueberry pie with both hands but you, you can do that and that is what's been done but it always it's always going to come back to that if you can thank you natalie bates uh the fitness industry has been forever changed because of your heart and contribution thank you greg 
Affiliates, it's time to stand up and take the torch that's been lit. The mothership is sinking. Yeah, it's true. I mean, you're all colonists for this. You don't, HQ has nothing to offer you. They're not, they're not willing to protect you. They don't, they don't understand who, they don't understand what you do. Um, there aren't people that, that understand. I mean, if you were to ask, what is the central organizing scientific principle of CrossFit? Um, you'd be hard pressed to find someone at CrossFit that could tell you that it was that constantly varied high intensity functional movement of increased work capacity across broad time and modal domains outside of the seminar staff. But they've, but they've, the training staff, they've increasingly felt their lack of relevance in, in how the, the ultimate message isn't promulgated by the mothership. Oh, wow. Uh, Savon's dog. Woof, coach. Uh, let me see this. Uh, let me see this. Where is it? Uh, hey, cow, I don't know what you said, but you said I do big man talk here on the show, but I won't do it to your face. Listen, buddy, that will probably be one of your last comments. And anytime you see me in public, come up to me and I'll tell you you're an absolute shit crap parent for sending your kids to school. How about that? And then you can just leave the show now because now now you cross the line. Now you cross the line. Why don't you just leave? Ah, uh, coach, go ahead, Greg. What were you going to say? Well, I yeah, I need that translated. What I just said? Yeah. Oh, good. I'll translate it for you later over a steak. Uh, Coach Murat, uh, Murat, Reebok CrossFit Me, Me Wellness, 10-year affiliate uh, from you know, Shanghai, Ch China. Yeah. Wow. I remember her. Dude, awesome having you on. What a fucking cool Thank thing you. to have you. Yeah, you're fucking stud. Thank you for doing this. Uh, these, these shows are, are my favorite. Come on over and I'll show you the new gym. Yeah, uh, and thanks for uh, tolerating this subpar uh, setup and no phone calls and all that. Tomorrow we should be back in full action when I kind of land in my permanent hotel room. Yeah, that, that, looks, that looks and sounds good, pal. All right. All right. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Sebi. Yep. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Greg Glassman. <clears throat> um, all right, Dale. Good. Get back to suing people. All right. Got to get back to suing people. Hey, Dale, thanks for what you're doing, by the way, for the fight. Uh, for those of you who don't know, go ahead and Google Dale Saran's name. And I don't know, type in the word COVID after it or type in U.S. military and you will see that he is fighting the crazy, crazy um, uh, good, good fight he's fighting. Cave uh, just said, congrats on getting your Instagram back. Yeah. It pays to know uh, Facebook executives. Can you get Dale on? I can try. I can try. You know, the next two weeks, I'm trying to get really easy guests 
um, because I'm not going to be in studio and I wanted to have an easy time. Uh, and Dale's easy as shit. So I'll try to get him on in the next two weeks. All right, guys. Uh, love you. Talk to you soon. Tomorrow. Oh, oh, you know, uh, what is today? Boys, what's today? Friday? Is today Friday? What is today? Ah, uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay, so tomorrow, shut up and scribble. Um, today, though, at noon, make sure you go over there right after you get right after you log out here and go over to the Coffee Pods and Wads YouTube page. Sign up for the notifications. Uh, they got a great show today at noon. It's um, Pedro's brand new grain game show. It's going to be awesome. Can you get Russell Berger on? I got to do that too. I definitely have to do that. I definitely, definitely, definitely uh, have to do that. All right. Plus one for Burger interview. Okay, I will get Russell on. You know what's funny is I, um, I actually have been texting with uh, Burger quite a bit. Yeah, uh, yes, uh, Russell, Russell Burger. Okay, a lot of people want to see Russell Burger. Okay, we'll get him on. All right. Love you guys. Bye bye.